Indiana Bible College is committed to training tomorrow's apostolic leaders today. This is the Indiana Bible College podcast. Today on the podcast, we have By Endurance We Conquer, a commencement address by Reverend John Maines. I know that you will enjoy this sermon, but before we get to that, some other things you may enjoy is following us online, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, of course, indianabiblecollege.org, and you can find out up-to-date information where we are at on Corral Tour, Praise Tour, application deadlines, and more. Some of the other things you might hear about on our online presence are alumni association updates and new content, some very fresh content, some variations of content coming to the Indiana Bible College podcast. We'll, of course, share that online as well. So if you don't already follow us on social media, make sure that you do that. You can search at IBC Promo on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're out there. We'd love to connect with you right now by endurance. We conquer Reverend John Maines. Amen. It's a great privilege tonight to introduce our commencement speaker, pastor of Rock of Hope, Sellersburg, Indiana, father of two graduates, one that's just walking in right now. Glad you made it for your dad's sermon. Would you welcome to this pulpit, Reverend John Maines? Made it just in time. I'm so glad she came back in. I realize I stand between this 2021 graduating class and these black books. And I had a person tell me before I walked in, they said, you know, 20 minutes is long enough for a good one, and 20 minutes is long enough for a bad one. So I will do my best to keep it under 20 minutes. So I'm sitting here and reflecting because as an alumni, in the fall of 1994, I made a lonely 12-hour journey in my 1984 fake convertible Cadillac Eldorado. And you graduates have no idea what that is. And with only my CD, because back then we didn't have Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, I had to make my own music. So I made a CD. And for those that are 40 and over, I made a CD that had John P. Key, Mississippi Mass, commissioned, Hezekiah Walker, I'm feeling something right now. And that kept me company all the way from Minneapolis, Minnesota to Indiana Bible College. And then in 1997, only three short years later, I left IBC with friendships to last a lifetime, mentors that I still look to, I didn't leave with the President's Award, however, but I did leave with a fiancé. 
I love you, buddy. <laughs> but my daughter is leaving with a fiance. You can keep that to yourself. But God was better than good. Even if I had been able to see this 27 years into the future of myself standing here today with two of our children graduating, which I am so very proud of, I don't think I would have believed it to be possible. I know if it is only possible by divine intervention and great men and women with vision and passion who have sacrifice much to prepare young men and women for apostolic ministry. My children came to IBC under the tremendous leadership of Brother and Sister Mooney and Brother and Sister Rodenbush. As a pastor and a father, I knew and trusted that they would be loved, they'd be watched over, and instilled with deeper knowledge and love for apostolic doctrine. Graduates, don't ever neglect the responsibility of giving honor to those who have plowed and planted the seeds of fruit you now reap. And now here we are today under the leadership of Brother and Sister Carson, my dear friends, Brother and Sister Gallion, the current IBC staff and Calvary Tabernacle. Thank you for continuing the vision of those before you and for your passion to further apostolic revival. As an alumni... A father and a pastor, words are not enough to convey our gratitude. And I have to say, IBC has changed my life. I want to share with these graduates a message. And I will include the entire student body. The rest of you may just listen in if you like. But I will take my text from Hebrews chapter 9, verse 36. And it says, for you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. But another translation says it this way. For you have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. I just want to share for the next few minutes on this thought. For to dine, Vincimus is Latin for, by endurance, we conquer. A book that I have recently read is called The Endurance. Some of you may have read this book. It's by Alfred Lansing. And it's a true story about the exploration of the Antarctic. The title was taken from the name of the ship that this explorer, Sir Ernest Shackleton, took to the Antarctic. He was in hopes of being the first to journey the Antarctic via dog sleds in 1914. What looked to be like a total failure ended up being one of the greatest stories of adventure ever told. The endurance follows Shackleton's voyage from Great Britain to the ice pack of the Weddell Sea, where his ship became encased in ice and was eventually crushed to pieces by that shifting flow leaving the crew of 27 to the mercy of the environment. They were chased by deadly sea leopards, 
whipped by hurricane force winds. They faced starvation, dehydration several times during this 18-month ordeal. Six of the men, however, sailed a glorified, a glorified 23-foot lifeboat for 800 miles across the most treacherous sea in the world with swells reaching 50 feet tall before reaching Elephant Island some two weeks later. Then crossed this same island on foot for three days with a small axe and 50 feet of rope, a feat that wasn't repeated for almost three decades and then by well-equipped exploration party took several weeks. In the end, all crew members were rescued and with the exception of one member who lost a few toes to frostbite, they were all in pretty good health. I just told you the whole story of this book so you don't have to worry about buying it. <laughs> but the endurance was named after Shackleton's family motto, which was for to dine vincimus, which is by endurance we conquer. This, this family crest was the embodiment of the man himself. One of the fellow explorers described Shackleton's ability to endure the worst elements by saying, for scientific discovery, give me Scott. For speed and efficiency for travel, give me Edmondson. But when disaster strikes and all hope is gone, get down on your knees and pray for Shackleton. And if we live long enough, we will hear such descriptions about some people as they get all the luck. They seem to get all the breaks. or The ball always bounces their way. Or they always come out smelling like roses. It's as if some invisible force was always pushing some to success while that same wind was blowing adversely against others. Brother Gallion, if you would read this saga of the Antarctic, you'll find the winds blew against, mightily against this tiny little group again and again. But they would not simply give up. And their efforts were crowned with success. Sir Ernest Shackleton believed and lived his family motto. By endurance, we conquer. There's something... To be said about endurance, in fact, we find it in the scriptures that Jesus tells us in Matthew 24, 13. But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. To the church at Ephesus, Jesus dictates to John and he compliments this church in Revelation chapter 2, verse 3. And you have perseverance and have endured for my name's sake and have not grown weary. James 1.12, blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord had promised to him that love him. James 5.11, behold, we count them happy which endure. You have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is full of compassion and of tender mercy. Paul writes to that gospel in the son Timothy in 2 Timothy 4.5, but you, be sober in all things. Endure hardship to do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Endure. It is to last. It's to continue in the same state without perishing. It's to remain. It's to abide. And 
The word endurance is the act. It's the quality of power of withstanding hardships or stress. A marathon will test a runner's endurance. We have any runners in the house? Wow. Okay. In case you ever think about running. If that's ever crossed your mind for four seconds. I'll just tell you this. It takes less than 10 minutes to register for a marathon. It takes two days to receive your new running shoes from the online retailer and an hour to visit the sporting goods store for a head-to-toe branding gear. In just a matter of days, you can transform yourself into an athlete or at least the image of one. But I can tell you this, perseverance and endurance you cannot buy them and have them delivered through Amazon. Because none of these external changes will prepare your body to endure 26.2 grueling miles. For that, you have to take 3 to 12 months of training. And if that doesn't work for you, you could try one of the world's toughest foot races, which is the Badwater Ultramarathon. Badwater runs through the desert once the clock starts. It doesn't stop as participants try to cover a 135-mile course. Starting in Death Valley, I have no desire to run anywhere where you use the words Badwater or Death Valley. (laughs) Neither one of them interests me. But they start at 282 feet below sea level. It climbs to the finish at Whitney Portal at 8,360 feet. In addition to this increasing elevation, participants may endure extreme heat, sometimes reaching 120 degrees, and a wind that is compared to a hairdryer blowing in their face, similar to when you're getting ready on Sunday night. But I want to tell you something, that endurance, this word is related term of faithful. Graduating class of 2021, IBC student body, I know that you are about to embark of leaving this school and you're about to head into ministries and you will be faced with situation and trust me when I say you will be. The question that I believe I will try to answer to you right now is how do we endure? So let me give you 25 ways. I've, actually I only have have one. (laughs) That I have learned over the 25 years of ministry. How do we endure? And I will say it this way. It's very simple, but it's very, very practical. It is prayer. It is prayer. 
It is prayer. 27 years ago, I have taken some of the same classes that you have. I took eschatology. I took pneumatology. I took Brother Sleva's class. Exposure breeds the burden. I took all of the same classes you did. But if there's one thing I would, I would have to be honest about is this, is that when those disciples heard Jesus pray, one of them stepped forward and said, Lord, teach us to pray. If there's anything that I would love for you to grab a hold of when you walk out of these doors with your diploma, take the education, take everything that you've learned, Use your talents for the kingdom. But if there's anything that I can encourage you to do, you need to know how to pray. I know that we're at a Bible college graduation, but you know what? We're not at an apostolic Bible college. And so I just want to just preach to you just for a moment that yesterday was the national day of prayer and I'm thankful for it. But let me tell you something. One day is not enough. When we set aside once or two weeks to pray together as a church body, but can I tell you once or twice a week is not enough to develop that endurance that's necessary to persevere. If you and I are going to endure the face and this difficulties of life, I'm telling you, we have to pray. For God has really truly given us prayer as a weapon of endurance because we find it in Revelation 12, 12. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Another translation said be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Acts 4.31, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken when they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. Acts 16.25 and 26, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loose. James 5, 16 through 18, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months and you know what he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit Amen. Ian Bound said it this way he said when the church needs today is not more machinery or better not new organizations or more and novel methods but men whom the Holy Ghost can use men of prayer men mighty in prayer the Holy Ghost does not flow through methods but through men he does not come down on machinery put on men he does not anoint plans but men men and women of prayer by the endurance we conquer class of 2021 if there is a time for us to endure in prayer it is right now we need to be the church that is a praying church Andrew Murray said it this way, the man who mobilizes the Christian church to pray will make the greatest contribution to world evangelization in history. Class of 2021, if you're called to children's ministry, help our kids learn how to pray. If you're called to youth ministry, 
Let's not just have pizza parties, but let's have prayer meetings. If you're called to the mission field and you're called to being an evangelist and you're called into Christian education, come on, let's pray. Let's be like Elijah. It may not come that first time, but let's go the second time and the third time and let's go the seventh time because let me tell you what we need. Our churches need to have a, have a downpour. Our world needs a Holy Ghost rain. Let me tell you what shook Jerusalem when it was 120 that gathered together in that upper room and they began to pray. It may not have happened that first day when they gathered. It may not have happened that third day when they gathered. It may not have happened the sixth or the ninth day, but can I tell you what happened on that tenth day? And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And it appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon all of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit came the utterance let me tell you graduating class you get yourself into a prayer meeting and it may not come the first day it may not come the second day but I'm here to tell you sooner or later that God's going to show up and he's going to answer the prayer that you've been praying for Prayer is what we need to conquer. So class of 2021, why not besiege heaven with all of your ransom powers, with all your God-given artillery of prayer? Why not keep at it like Elijah until that thunder peals, the lightning flashes, the cloud rise and the rain falls? Why not keep at it until the fire falls and the bullocks are, are eaten up and the kindles and all the stones and the 12 barrels of water are licked up? Why not keep at it until the Red Sea's open and Jordan gives us dry path and the towering walls of Jericho submissively fall at our feet? Why not keep at it until the manna falls and quail drops at the tent door and the streams of water and comes like a great Mississippi that flows through your life. Why not keep at it until lion's mouths are shut and fiery furnaces are quenched? And why not keep at it until Pentecost is ushered in and the rushing mighty wind, it fills your church and my church and the communities one more time. And why not keep at it until that Philippian jailer, he gets the shakes and the prison doors shutter from the hinges and the bands and the stocks and the chains fall from the wrist and the ankles and a great light illuminates and men rush crying in. What shall I do to be saved? And then, why not keep at it until God says, it's enough. Come up higher. Then we shall lay down, at the, lay down the cross. We'll pick up the crown and we'll walk on that street of gold with our loved ones that have gone on before. And then in the presence of the almighty God and that heavenly host. And we'll rejoice and we will say, holy, 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 thou didst bless us. And God, we kept at it. And we kept at it. And we kept at it until this very hour. And then we will hear him say, well done, thy good because you got to remember, endurance is a related term of faithful. Well done, thy good and faithful servant.
you endured. Thou has been faithful over a few things. I will make you the ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. IBC graduating class of 2021. By endurance, you will conquer. And let me tell you something. You have proven it over these last several months. And you're going to walk out these doors. And you're going to keep proving it. And you're going to keep proving it. And you're going to keep proving it. Now, leave this place. Become the world changers. God has anointed you to be. This is Kevin, the producer of the IBC Podcast. Today's episode is over, but next week we have a tremendous interview with Sister Stephanie Gallion and Sister Anita Hodges talking through some of the stories of her life. That's going to be an episode you don't want to miss coming next week. God bless.